Hey folks, this is your Speed Mentor, cranking up episode 14 of the Speed Mentor podcast. My name's Gavin Wall and I'm a serial entrepreneur and mentor from Belfast, dishing the secret sauce of success in your daily podcast. Thanks for joining me and I hope you're enjoying the podcast ride to date. In this episode, I'm going to talk about sleep. Now the intention isn't to put you to sleep, but rather to get you thinking a bit more about it. The question is... Are you doing all-nighters or are you doing a Rip Van Winkle? We all know how it goes. How often do we hear it? I didn't get any sleep. I only got four hours sleep last night. I can't sleep. I'm thinking about things too much and I can't get to sleep. Look, people in my experience fall into six main categories. The first category, the bullshitters who reduce the amount of sleep um, they say they've had just to have something to moan about. Secondly, the macho men who believe it's a badge of honour to deprive themselves of sleep. Thirdly, those who don't realise how important sleep is. Fourthly, those who would like more sleep but haven't worked out how to get it. Fifthly, those who do so little activity or effort or massive action in their daily life that they're half asleep all day long and their bodies and minds don't need any sleep to recuperate at night and they can't get asleep. Or six. All the rest who realise how important it is and really do actually cherish their sleep. Now, which of those categories do you fit into? Or, or maybe I've missed one. So drop me a line if you think there's another category or two that I haven't talked about. I'll make this caveat before I go any further. Your outcomes in life will depend far more on how you utilise and maximise your waking hours than how many hours of sleep you actually get. And for this purpose of the Speed Mentor podcast, I'm concentrating on how much sleep you're getting as opposed to what activity you're doing when you're awake. But maximising your productivity when you're awake is the number one thing to do. But that's a whole other discussion. We've, we've covered it plenty in some of the other episodes. So I used to have one foot in category two, which is the macho man who believed it's a badge of honour to get four to five hours a night. And also my second foot in category four, of those who would like more sleep, but haven't worked out how to get more. Now, I was literally the opposite of Rip Van Winkle for 20 years, and that's how I know so much about this topic. The background, and some of this may be common with some of the listeners. I was always born with too much energy for one person, so I had a biological advantage or disadvantage depending on your perspective in life. I need to burn off lots of energy every single day. It's difficult to do that, in 16 hours and then sleep 8 hours. I, I can't burn off enough in 16 hours. Um, then, as I hit my later teens, I did an, an excessive amount of partying in my later teens and into my 20s. So much so that actually I had to have three sets of friends so that I always had somebody to party with as no single set of friends could keep up with me. Uh, and I did this virtually every night for 10 years. And Mum, I hope you're not listening to this episode and I hope you gave up after episode 1, but... There you go, now you know. I, I worked the following day after those, those all-nighters and only had a handful of hours of sleep and then I went straight basically to work. Now it was a real vicious cycle and I was trapped into it for a decade. 
and I became pretty used to being uh, deprived of sleep. Now, the next thing that really um, affected my sleeping patterns was that I became a barrister in my late 20s, and the excessive partying reduced, but it wasn't eliminated. But the working long hours into the night, most nights on complex cases, embedded and deepened that really poor sleeping habit that I'd built up over the years of the partying. I used to work, I can remember, with one of my heroes, a certain QC called John McCrudden, who was an absolute legend. I don't know if any of you out there I know who he is. He's also a little bit mad, just like me. I hope he doesn't mind me saying that. And uh, he would phone me uh, at all times of the night, in the middle of, middle of the night, and he'd say, right, get over here now and bring some strong coffee with you. We've got a case to crack. And I used to love the buzz of that. It used to be absolutely exhilarating. So ultimately... I existed, and I'm using that word in inverted commas, I'm using that on purpose, on four to five hours, probably four and a half hours a night for 20 years. And if I'm honest, I bragged about it a bit too. I can look back on that and see that now. I bragged about the fact that I could exist on less hours sleep than almost anybody else. Um, and I put myself up there in the Billy, Billy Big Ball charts of sleep deprivation. Honestly, I had a badge of honour. That put me right in category two. It's hard now for me even to comprehend why I cherished that so much. But in hindsight, I couldn't work out how to escape from it. So the only thing I had to do was to double down on it and to cherish it instead. But hindsight is a wonderful thing and I wanted to share my experience to try and help anybody else who might be um, cherishing you know, lack of sleep at the minute. I didn't realise also at the time the damage that it was doing to me. A couple of years ago, Ariana Huffington of, of the Huffington Post, uh, she burst a bubble around sleep and the macho man side of things with her book, The Sleep Revolution. And, and that book actually got me thinking. Her Sleep Revolution manifesto is definitely something that's worth checking out. Um, another wee strange thing around the sleep was that my wife has always been fascinated by why I love a really warm shower so much. In fact, she says, I spend longer in the bathroom than any woman does. Uh, it wasn't until I heard a speech in Dublin by Marty Newman, a world-renowned psychologist and author of the mindfulness book, um, which I heard in the Pendulum Summit in Dublin of last year, when he described how a warm shower was the closest thing to REM sleep that you can get when you're awake. And I then realised that standing in the shower with a patter of water hitting my forehead with my eyes closed was my mind and body crying out for more sleep. Then I did some research around sleep deprivation and discovered that it can be that it can lead to, amongst other things, dementia. That really got me worried. So 18 months ago, I made it my mission to work on my sleep routine aggressively to get as close to 8 hours per night as I possibly could. Now, many people will have different reasons for sleep deprivation. They, they mightn't be the partying like I did, uh, mightn't be working as a barrister like I did. Yours could be a newborn baby comes into the house and it breaks your routine and you never get it back. Or a noisy neighbour. Or gorging on Netflix box sets. Or drug use. Or alcohol misuse. Or medication affecting your sleep. Or mental health issues. Or a snoring partner. Or maybe you're the snoring person and you're snoring that badly you wake yourself up. But no matter what the causes for lack of sleep, the following if applied um, properly will greatly improve your sleep. And if more sleep is something you'd like, then try these as I'd highly recommend that you get additional sleep. The first thing I did was to start using an alarm clock for the first time ever. 
and I set it for a little earlier than I would have ordinarily have got up so that I could build in a routine into my life. I set it for about 6 to 6.30 every morning, depending on what I had on that day. This was slightly earlier than I would have got up ordinarily, and it gave me a pause to think about what time I was going to sleep at the night before. So because I knew I was waking up at a certain amount of time, I started to factor in and count the amount of sleep. So setting it a wee bit earlier so that you are stricter with yourself the night before, so you don't watch that extra episode of Alan Partridge or whatever it might be, um, that's a really good starting point. Then I started to hydrate properly. Um, as with most things, I'm pretty extreme, so I now hydrate a minimum of four hours of litre of liters of water per day, or four litres of water per day. Now, I think it's recommended a minimum of two, but I think most people don't get two. But I, I, I take at least four litres of water minimum per day. That has really helped me, the hydration piece. Now, I tail that off into the evening so I don't have to get up during the night to go to the toilet. And because of my really heavy workload, I would sometimes come home and polish off a four-pack of Kit Kats and uh, a sherbet dip. You know, the ones that come with a wee licorice. I used to love those. And I would do that at 10 o'clock at night. And then the sugar uh, was pumping around my system. I've knocked that all on the head. So those late-night snacks or those treats that get sugar pumping into your system, knock that on the head. Addressing those four things, just those four things, took me very quickly into the five to six hours bracket of sleep per night. And I'm pretty comfortable at that level, if I'm honest. Um, particularly, uh, as I was actually increasing my sleep by 7 to 10 hours per week. That was actually a massive achievement just by tackling those four things. But because of my mindset change, I wanted more. And I was targeting to get at least 6 hours per night. So it was still game on. The next stage towards getting more sleep was no caffeine after 3pm each day. Now, the amount of meetings, the amount of people I meet... Um, who are having coffees in our meetings at 5, 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night is unbelievable and then they're wondering why they're not getting enough sleep. I now have a cutoff of 3pm every day. No caffeine after that whatsoever. So you need to build that into your routine. Then, uh, because of my work uh, routine, sometimes I find myself working late into the evenings. I've created a new rule that the very latest I will work is 9pm every night. So at 9pm every night, I stop working. Um, unless there's a very, very good reason for it, such as I have a guy that I mentor in New Zealand. I do that fortnightly and he's 13 hours away. So as it happens, we FaceTime 9 o'clock until 10 p.m. every other Monday night. But that's an exception. Other than that, I cut off at that 9 o'clock because I want some just relax or some me time after the kids, etc. have all gone to bed. Now, within six months from adding those extra couple of bits in, I had my sleep up to six hours sleep per night. Six hours. If you told me I was going to do that whenever I started that journey, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, before where my sleeping had been really pitchy, so some nights I was getting as little as two hours per night and then I was trying to make up for that at the weekend, maybe by trying to get eight hours and I was all over the place. My sleep now is really, really steady and consistent. Now, I've paused at six hours as I'm not sure that I need any more than that as I'm really rested with this amount of sleep. But I'm keeping it under review and I'm just gently still nudging the needle. Um, I haven't moved the TV out of the bedroom yet and I haven't moved my phone out of the bedroom yet. I think if I, if I tackle those couple, I could get it up to seven hours uh, per night. Now, the biggest change I've found since I increased my sleep is that my creativity has gone through the roof. There are ideas literally coming out of every orifice at the minute. I'm far more in the moment with my family 
rather than having a lethargy, particularly at the weekend, if I've worked really hard all week uh, and had a couple of bad nights sleep. And the extra sleep has been extraordinarily beneficial to me as I move from running businesses which have well-defined processes in the grocery and franchise industries into more creative industries such as podcast and tech startups, which I'm now involved in. So if you're trying to get more sleep and spend your day or, or stop spending your day complaining about lack of sleep, then there's plenty of steps that you can take. Firstly, change your mindset. It's not macho to have a tiny amount of sleep. Okay, I've put my hands up. You need to get out of that. Number two, use an alarm clock to build a routine. Number three, hydrate properly. Number four, stop working at 9pm every night and make sure you're getting a good hour of just chill time before you go to sleep. Number five, well, eat properly. I didn't mention that earlier, but have a healthy diet. Don't be eating in the evenings. Uh, No caffeine after 3pm. If you drink alcohol, number seven, if you drink alcohol, I didn't mention this because I don't drink alcohol. If you drink alcohol, cut it out or at least reduce it. I'm alcohol free now for 12 years. And number eight, if you want to take it to the next level, which I haven't just done yet, take your phone and your TV out of the room. Your outcomes and your future health will improve exponentially if you do this. Now, have you had sleeping issues? Is it affecting your performance? Why don't you take back control? You're in charge of your own life. Start applying these methods. Let me know how you get on. Please, please, please subscribe to the Speed Mentor podcast. It's a free resource. So if you subscribe and review, it helps get the message out there that I am available uh, for other people. And if you want to make your ideas soar, why don't you come and talk to the wall? 